Are you ready to be a better, more successful, and open-minded trader and investor? I'm Serge Berger, head trader and investment strategist at thestudytrader.com, and I want to help you get there. Whether you've been investing for years or are just getting your feet wet, this podcast will help you cut through the noise and get dialed in on the big picture. We will utilize research, guest interviews, and real-time analysis of the market. We're at a critical juncture in the market where knowledge really will mean power. All right, welcome everybody back to another Steady Wealth podcast episode. Excited to be here. We have a great guest uh, today, Casey Stubbs from the How to Trade It podcast. I had to practice that a couple times before I got it right. I, I've known Casey now for a number of years, and I actually, I know I, I spoke on your podcast a couple times as well, if I'm not incorrect. But um, we're going to talk about consistency, um, which is a huge topic. But if you could, Casey, give us a little bit of background about you and, and what inspires you to, to do the things you do and, and who you are. Uh, well, a little bit about me is I'm, um, I'm 45 and I, uh, good age. <laughs> yeah. I, um, started trading in the mid nineties. Uh, my dad taught me, uh, he was a stock trader and I was a computer nerd. And when computers started to go online, our stock trading went online. He didn't know how to use a computer, so I had to set it up for him. And that's when I got interested in stocks. So I've been interested in trading ever since then. <laughs> well, honestly, that that is interesting because you're so so you started. I mean, for, first of all, from an age perspective, we're we're this 1977 baby. You know, I can certainly relate to 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 having uh, helped people navigate the online world when that became a thing. You know. So, uh, so that's, that's good to know. Now, just to get right into it, I, I, I feel there's not much need to, to beat around the bush, but on your How to Trade It podcast, what is it that you focus on there? Just give people an idea on that as well. Well, I like to talk to successful traders and um, we, we call it How to Trade It because we just want to pe teach people how to trade in whatever market, whatever they're trading. We, we want to get different kind of guests, but... Really what I'm looking for is successful traders that can share their stories and experiences and um, just get it from, from the real people because there's a lot of uh, information and people online that aren't the real deal and they're just kind of like just making stuff up as they go. And so getting quality content is really hard to do online nowadays. It's true. I mean, I, I spoke to... Um one of my buddies about this over the weekend actually. And we were talking about just the, the really low quality of trading and investing education on, on YouTube. Not, not all of it. There's plenty of good stuff, but there's so much noise out there. I mean, and it's, it's literally it, and this is not to talk down on people, but it is, it's a lot of it's cringeworthy, you know? Yeah. And, and it's just not helpful. And, and all that is, is actually hurting people, to be honest with you. And, and that's really, that's one of those, I mean, I told you this before offline, before we get started, it's one of the, one of the reasons why I wanted to do the Steady Wealth Podcast, to really give people an idea of how stuff actually works, not those, you know, voodoo, let's draw a line on the screen and calling it an analysis. It's just, it's just silly. You know, it, the markets are not that easy. It's not impossible to make money, of course you can, but you need to understand what to focus on. 
So consistency, and this is a topic that you actually suggested. I'm very happy you did because it's something I talk about probably several times a week to our uh, clients, both on the steady trader side and also at our investment management uh, business at Blue Marlin Advisors. Consistency, what, what, how do you define that? I know we, we tried to define it before. and It's always a bit tricky. Different people have different sort of definitions for that. Yeah, so consistency for me, I mean, I don't really, the definition in the dictionary is probably just being doing the same thing over and over again. And so for me, the consistency is that I have in trading is that I have a very clear process, right? And that I am following that process and that um, really that's the most important thing. So the outcome of my trades is important but that's not how I'm actually not, I never really grade myself on that. I just grade myself on the consistency that I'm able to follow my process, follow my plan. And I grade myself on if it's a good trade or not on whether I'm being consistent with following the plan and just doing that same to your thing plan. over and over and over and over again. Uh, I mean, obviously I agree with that. It's really interesting. If you, if you think about, and we see this a lot with people who are getting new or newer into the business or particularly people who are kind of desperate and they will do, let's say, let's say they'll do two trades, three trades. Sometimes it's literally just one trade. And if those one or two or three trades are not successful, they will either stop or just like in general, they totally stop trading or investing or move to something new. Three trades. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's like, I, I just, I mean, I now I say, I give the same example. I probably said it, this is the, only the fifth podcast and I've talked about it probably in every single one. It's like going to the gym, never having gone to the gym, doing three bicep curls and literally expecting to look like a professional bodybuilder. <laughs> it's like, wow, working out does not work for me. This is, I'm over with this. Yeah. It's, I, it really is incredible. And I remember this vividly. This was, this was years ago, maybe six, seven years ago. This was a, 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 a subscriber. He was subscribing to our inner circle membership where we do, you know, a lot of the uh, investing and, and, and also trading ideas and the market rover and all that stuff. And the guy wrote to me or wrote to us, I should say, he came to support. It's like, I don't, because the trade that I did, it was like, you know, we're going to get out of this trade right now because it's earnings and then we'll try it again after earnings. See, because we don't, we don't hold trades through earnings kind of things, string trades. And he goes, I don't have time to try things twice. <laughs> That's literally his quote. And I, and it literally, I mean, to this day, I probably think about this once a month, how crazy that is to say, you know, and, um, and, and I think that's why the, the, the consistency is, a, is at such a, a top, you know, priority for many traders and investors. But I think, you know, we're talking about consistency and you bring up some great points and I'm glad you got your definition, which I fully agree with. But I think the expectation of what that actually means is important because what some people will say, you say consistency, they will expect to make money every day or every week. Talk about that and maybe how nonlinear returns actually are. So, um, you know, if you look at a chart and you notice the way that a chart is not linear, it's uh, moves and it goes up, it goes down, it goes up and goes down. That's how charts move. That's how prices move. Well, that's how uh, traders performances, right? You get 
big moves up and then hopefully smaller moves down, but then consistently moving in one direction, but it's always going to be with ups and downs. And that's why I look at the process and not the results because I cannot, it's also connected to control. You know, I can't control the outcome. I can't control what the market is going to do. The only thing I can control is myself. And so the things that I can control, I want to do that really well, which is my process, how I perceive it. But if you have expectations, um, you've got to really, you know, being consistent with your expectations is really important as well. You want to start small and slowly grow into it. And, you know, you use that gym analogy. Um, I am 45, so I just, you know, when you get middle age, you do weird things. and so. So one of the things I'm, I'm training right now to, to run a marathon and uh, I've never been, I've run before cause I was in the military, but it's been a long time. So my very first run was only uh, six minutes long, right? I have to train for six months and every single week I have to run a little bit further, right? But it's the incremental growth is so small. It's unbelievable. It's like, okay, I'm just doing 20 more minutes this week. And then the growth is just so slow. Um, but it's good because I've got a long-term plan and I see consistently if, as long as I get out there and run, I'm seeing improvements in my time and in my body every day, but it's just really slow, but you don't always see it. Some days you go back, but if you just consistently apply it, you have success. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you know, you, you just, so you guys, so you folks know that are listening. I mean, these are very wise words. Like this is, this is not the kind of stuff that comes without experience. So Casey's been in this for a long time. He revealed his age, <laughs> and um, but but it's great. You know, this is it's just so it's it's so valuable what you're saying. You know the expect expectations, and I really and really like that what you said before, which is how you measure consistency. It's not so much in terms of your results, but in how consistent am I in sticking to my rules. And and I I wish, and it's one of my one of my uh, you know hopes for 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 this podcast, and one of my goals really is to get people to think exactly like that. You know, to think in terms of how good am I at analyzing the market and then sticking to my rules. Again, it's, it's, it's difficult to overstate the importance of that. In fact, speaking of consistency, I see this all the time, and this is, you know, internet marketing or any kind of marketing in the investment and trading world. And people will say, oh, my... Um, my strategy has all these results and it's, you know, up a gazillion percent a year and, 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 um, and it's 90% successful. Well, that's good. But what about the repeatability? Because a lot of systems, quote unquote, strategies are only really working in specific market environments. You know, do you adjust your process? Not maybe not your process, but your risk parameters a little, and this goes a little bit off topic by the way, but it's still within the realm of what we're talking about. Risk sort of parameters in volatile markets versus not less volatile markets. Uh, so the way that I manage my risk is directly on performance. And so 
the market, I, well, first I always try to analyze the type of market that I'm in, um, because if you can identify the market, that's going to change the way that you, that I trade, right? So if it's a very strong trending market, um, that's one way that I trade. Or if it's a, a ranging market that, like you said, is volatile, that's going up and down, up and down, and there's no real clear direction, that's a totally different way I'm trading. So, so I do evaluate that. But then the personal risk side of it for me is if I'm doing really well, I will slowly increase my risk. Um, but then if I do start performing poorly, I decrease my risk and I do it really, I drop it down uh, quite a bit uh, to a very small, small, small as I can get risk until I start getting successful again. And so part of it is the market, but it's also there is a part of me that is reading the market. And I feel like if I'm not reading it and I'm not in sync with the market, I'm making mistakes, uh, then I'm really going to dial my risk back until I am back on track. I mean, there's so much to unpack to what you just said there, but I guess, I guess two things. The first thing that really sticks out to me, what you just said is, you know, really you refer to, to the word trend. I feel like most people that come into this business and even people who've done this for 30 years do not know when a trend has actually changed. And I'm talking about like macro trends, not like, you know, all oh, my 10 minute chart, you know, Amazon is now a bearish trend. Like I'm talking about macro trends, like when we are at the end of a, let's say major bull market, bear market, even if it's a, you know, more cyclical, shorter trend learning how to analyze that. I call that being macro aware, like just understand the big stuff that moves the markets. It's just so important. And maybe, you know, when you come on again, if you, if you would like, I'd love to have you on again, talk about that stuff a little bit, you know, the bigger picture, which is just, it's just so important because you could do great and do all these great breakout trades, whatever you want to do in a bull market. And then, you know, it changes and you will lose 60, 70% of what you just made over years, over the course of three, six months. And I, I tell you, this, this happened to a lot of people here in 2022. Yeah, I would love to talk about that, especially because um, with you, because your definition of a trend or how you find trends is probably a lot different than how I do. Because um, even right now, when I'm looking at the market, we've gone through some pretty interesting transition. We've gone from a huge drop in the first part of 2022 to now we've had a huge rebound. So the question is, where's the trend at right now? <laughs> you know, it can be very tricky when you have a huge drop and then a huge increase. Is, it the, is the bull trend back? I mean, there's some debate about that right now. Yeah, but this is kind of what I'm saying. Like, I think this is where you really have to zoom out and you can't just look at charts. This is where you have to be a bit macro aware and understand, you know, what is the rate of change of, of things like interest rates, um, uh, uh, inflation, just growth, you know, all these things that people find so boring and dry, but they are literally the only thing that matters. Like truly, literally the only thing because it dictates everything in the end. So... Um, so that's, that's something. The other thing I want to point out that you mentioned before is, um, is the whole notion of trading smaller when you're not trading well. One little trick, and I wonder what you think about this. And I did this for, for a while and I, and I still do it if I, if things are not going well, but it's really a trading trick as opposed to like an investing trick. So what this guy said is that if he doesn't do well, 
he will not only dramatically reduce his position size. So let's say you're an options trader, just a simple example. Let's say you usually trade 10 options contracts. He'll drop it down to like two. Just, I'm just an example. And he will try to go for like little micro baby gains. Like as soon as he's in the profit, profitable trade, you know, within reason, not like within five minutes, but as soon as he is, he will close that trade. And what happens is he'll then look at his sheet and say, oh my God, I just did eight out of 10 trades and they were eight out of 10 were profitable. You know, get his confidence back. I thought that was a really interesting, and again, this is very much a trading as opposed to an investment thing. But it's interesting, isn't it? Uh, I think that that's really important, uh, getting your confidence back for sure. Because if you start losing and your confidence goes, you start getting, your mind just goes a little wild. And so uh, that's one of the reasons why I decrease my risk. And also um, I'll stop too. Like if I'm out of sync, I just I stop. I'll take a day off. You know, I'm not... I don't know what I'm doing today. I got to get a break because otherwise you just dig yourself deeper and deeper in a hole. It's like escalating decision-making, you know, you make that one bad decision and then you have to stick with it. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, in leadership, you're running a company, you make that one decision. This is what we're going to do. And you just, you, it's like, you're going to die by that decision and trading. You can't do that because you will die by that decision. It's very true. Um, I just lost my train of thought there, but, but I mean, I, I think, I think anything that gets us to think more in terms of probabilities and, you know, when it comes around confidence, consistency is important. Now, I, one of the things that will, some of my uh, colleagues will, will tell me all the time or, or, or clients as well is like, is how willing I am, to be, I am to be patient. Well, I tell you, I have the same experience with people that I talk to. They are so patient. Like, like right now, you and I are recording this here in the month of August. I mean, there are probably, I can think of just top of my head, about half a dozen fund managers or, or just high net worth individuals that are literally not touching a single button in their portfolio this entire month. And now clearly they're not day trading or anything, but they're just literally, they just, they just, it's their rule to not do anything in August. Unless of course, you know, they had trades on that are going against them where they have to risk manage, but they're going into August already being prepared just to literally just go to the beach or whatever they do. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like I think so many people come into this market, into this business and because of that need or, or, or at least want of consistency, they lose sight of the bigger picture, which is the psychological aspect, which is to say, if there's no good reward to risk situation out there, why do it? It's not entertainment. <laughs> it could be an addiction. Maybe that's why, <laughs> but that's another topic. Yeah. You, you know, I like to try to think of it in analogies, but like you said, if there's no risk to reward, it's not worth it. You have to have your setup. You have to have it perfect. And one of the analogies that I like to use is, um, baseball right i used to play baseball and uh, when i was a batter the pitcher would throw and i would swing at every single pitch right it wouldn't matter where the ball was i just wanted to get a hit so bad so you know as a result i would strike out a lot um, but it wasn't until i learned that there was a specific pitch that i was what i was looking for and i had patience to wait for that pitch and i would just wait and wait and wait and then when i got what i was looking for then i would swing um, and that's what I'm doing in trading. I will pass on almost everything. And when I see what I'm looking for, then I'm going to go for it. And it's so against human nature in many ways, right? That whole patience business. Yet it is unbelievably cornerstone 
to being successful at, uh, at, at trading and investing. And it really, really, uh, I will make a huge deal about this here in this podcast. It is that important uh, to, to understand that it's not worth swinging when, when it's just, when it's just not there, when it's a bad pitch, as you say, I think that's a great, um, a great point because it's a long-term, you know, it's long-term probability. So every time you, every time you, uh, violate that and you take a small loss or whatever, it's going to have a dramatic impact on the long-term, whether you realize it or not, you have to think in the long-term picture. Every action you do has a massive result on your end result. Absolutely. And, and I think along those same lines, if you think about why are you in this business and it's, it is a business, like it's serious because you're dealing with your money here. And then you, if you think about it, if the answer in the off chance, the answer is comes back that I'm just doing this to entertain myself because I have no friends and don't like doing anything else. If that's your case, then maybe just, you know, ignore for what I'm about to say here. But if you're not in that case, if you actually are in the business of trying to make money, which is what most people are, then you need to think about, is it worth doing something if it's a bad setup? Like why even bother? All you're going to do is, you know, get a headache potentially have, even if it's payoff, you basically will get lucky if, 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 if you make money and, you know, depending on what asset class you trade, it might even be commissions. So, I mean, that's, that's a more, you know, not a big deal, but still, I mean, it, I just think, you know, it all comes down to that desperate need to make money every week, every month that a lot of people have. So that, that consistency, right. Which is why I like your definition so much. If you, if maybe you, if you can repeat that definition just one more time, cause I think that's so important. It is being able to follow your process every day. And then part of that involves what we just said about waiting for your setup, waiting for the great, the excellent, most highest probability setup that you know of, and just following your process day in and day out, and just continue to do that. And you're going to see the results that you're looking for. And it's not going to be get rich quick. Uh, one of the problems with traders, uh, they might have a financial problem, right? They need money and they try to solve the financial problem with trading, which is totally fine to do, but they try to do it as by taking shortcuts and not realizing that in order to solve a financial problem, they have to solve the financial problem. So there's a problem that needs to be solved and trading is not a shortcut to solving that problem. You still have to solve it, whether you're going to be in trading, you're, you have a financial problem. It's going to take work. It's going to take time. It's going to take consistency and effort to solve that problem. Going in and pulling a few levers in the casino or pulling a few levers on your charts is not going to solve that problem. Instead, it's going to actually make that problem much worse. Uh, this uh, this is honestly we could probably do two separate podcasts on that and i'm sure we will do it over the over the course of our uh, of our existence of the podcast uh, series but you know I, I and this is um i've seen some really sad stories over the years of people that are coming into the market and they're just because they they the amount I, i'm let put this, this with the amount of people that i have seen coming into the market because they just lost their job particularly during the pandemic is off the charts. The sad thing is you can try to talk to them and I try to as much as I can talk to anyone that I see has that issue if they were a client of ours. 
they are in a mental state where it is almost impossible from you know for them to see to see the forest and the trees because they're in such a desperate mode while there's maybe not much fix going for someone going into trading with that because they need to basically trip over their you know over their own shoes a couple times hopefully when they trip over their shoes they wake up they wake up period right they don't just that's it right because then when you come back you have a better chance of thinking you know what am i doing and and the reality is you or will not and i'll say never be in the right mental position to be a successful trader when you have to make money like literally have to that week or that month that is almost a guaranteed way to lose money what do you think so um what do you tell people specifically when you really feel like they're out of sync with their mindset like you said they're never going to be successful what, what do you tell them in that situation so it depends on how they come in right but i mean what i was alluding to just now was a classic case of someone who basically just lost their job um or uh, they did something really silly with with an investment that's not trading related like something bad just happened and they're absolutely desperate to make money they most of them actually have to pay their car down or something like there's an actual cash flow uh they have to fill what i usually tell them honestly is get a job because you're not, this isn't going to cut it now you can get a job and continue learning this on the side which is really what i would suggest but i tell them first get off this phone call with me and go look for a job you know we will help you you know we'll teach you and show you everything we do but it's gonna take time there are no there's just like we said before in the gym example there are no shortcuts yeah that's good i was just curious because i have that same situation pop up and i uh need some good <laughs> some good things to say and that's a good one just get a job and um I actually just had a podcast guest that was sharing how he finally went from his job to his um, to full time trading. And what he his his marker was um, when he made more in a year from trading than he was in his job, then he knew it was time to leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good parameter. Also, you can go by nest egg. You know, how big is your nest egg? Because one year of just, I mean, just my humble opinion, one year of profitably trading does not really guarantee anything going forward. But, but at least you have built up, you know, in, in his case, you've built up some profits from the trading perspective and he had a job, right? And so that's the point, right? Because when you have the job, um, you will have your at least your most desperate needs from an income perspective filled right because you can't you can't be consistent in this series of desperation right because we're talking about following a process whether what no matter what your results are so if you're desperate you're going to be shortcutting that process because you're going to be grasping to try to make money as fast as possible it's like you you need that air to breathe right and, and if you need air to breathe <laughs> you're going to do whatever it can you think will happen whatever you think you need to do uh, it, it's it's like if you're so desperate to hit to, to hit to hit that ball as you said before you even you your whole muscle memory everything from a psychological state is nothing is 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 where it needs to be you know like if someone tells you you have to hit a home run it you're not waiting for the high probability pitch it's just it's the odds are so slow i mean they're they're slim 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 
So I think that's uh, that's important. I mean, this is really, really, I mean, I, I knew we were going to go through some really good stuff, but this is actually even better than I thought. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just, just smiling because I have enjoyed this conversation. I think uh, there's the key takeaways that people can grab about being consistent and following their process and uh, expectations. You know, the listeners yeah. have a lot to, to grasp here and to work yeah, with. Yeah, I agree. Any last, if you want to, if you, if you do want to give someone a, a quick fix tip and, and not about like making money, but just in general, and when it comes to it, like what would be your, you know, your number one uh, tip? I'm going to, I'm not going to call it advice because there's always a legal issue with that. Your tip. Uh, I would say the number one thing is to really hold yourself accountable. A lot of people will talk about accountability, but you know, when you're trading is you and that's it right you're the at the end of the day no one is going to make you do anything and you have to keep your promises to yourself and sometimes it's easier to keep promises to those around you uh, than to keep promises to yourself and if you have a process you need to have integrity to follow that process you need to hold yourself accountable if you don't follow it no one's going to make you do it but yourself no it's true a lot of you know, self-control, self-restraint, all those, all those kinds of words. You know, I'll tell you, I, I used to work, I, I still do work very closely with a bunch of hedge funds. And one of them, um, just it's a, like a hedge fund hotel, as they call them, just around the corner from here, they have a yoga studio inside their building. And I, when I first saw it, I was, was kind of weird, even though I've always done a little bit of yoga just for stretching purposes. But um, uh, it's so for the, for the money managers and, and traders, uh, that manage those books for, the, for them to just go back and, and recenter, you know, to get into the right mental capacity. And if they, and if they can't get it done in a half an hour of yoga, just go home, you know. Um, it, it, it's it, it's it's just so important. Well, listen, folks, there you have it. That's uh, Casey Stubbs from How to Trade It podcast. Is there a .com to that or how do people find the podcast? Uh, well, um, it's actually off of my main educational website, which is Trading Strategy Guides. So to get there, you just go to tradingstrategyguides.com slash podcast. And I also have a free uh, price action guide there if they're interested in learning how to read price patterns. I love it. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Casey. Again, great, great, great valuable insight here about uh, consistency and more. Thank you, Casey, and we'll hopefully have you back on again real soon. Thank you. Thank you.